Yo, what's going on, family? Listen, I am super excited to finally bring to you the Speakeasy podcast with yours truly. For those who don't know me, my name is Ant. And listen, the heart behind this podcast is to really show the world, have the conversation with the world about the power of real, true community, right? The impact of having real community in your life. So listen, you're going to hear from me, my experience with true community. Uh, You're going to hear with my guest's experience with true community. I've had mentors that have changed my life, a spiritual father that has changed my life. I have peers that have changed my life. I mean, peers who have made it so that my income tripled. I mean, it's that serious. I've had mentees, tons of mentees that have changed my life. And speaking of which, I got three of my boys, three of my mentees here with me who have helped me put this thing together, who are going to be rocking and rolling and sitting in the speakeasy with me and the guests, etc. Listen, I got Marseille Miller. I call him Say Dollars. We got Twan Flip. Everybody calls him Flip. Some call him Spanky. He got a whole movement. You know what I'm saying? Then we got Quest Powell. Some call him Quest Love. You, what you trying to have me call you today? What? Quay? Quay? Pistol? Whatever it was? We're not doing that. But listen, we got my guys in the room and we're excited to do this thing, right? Like, and so we're just going to have a little bit of conversation today um, before we dive in with my guests in later episodes. But I'm excited to bring this to you. Excited. Definitely, uh, you know, definitely excited to be here, man. Can't wait. Can't wait to see what the podcast has in store. Yeah, Absolutely. You know, it, it really takes a community to build one up. You know, it, it takes a village to build somebody up. Yeah. Why do you feel like friendships are so important and, and why are they important to talk about? Dude, I think it's really important to talk about because people are alone. People are alone for all intents and purposes. They are by themselves and they feel that way. And it's so interesting because... There's a lot of people who be like, I feel alone, I feel alone, I feel alone. And everybody around them goes, no, you're not. But the truth of the matter is, they really are. Because we have not gotten opportunity, gotten an opportunity to know how to get to know one another. How to ask the real questions. There's so much. We just, before this podcast, even we even pick, click record, me and you are having a conversation. And we're chilling. And I'm thinking, I know you, Marseille, right? I'm thinking I know you. We have all, we've actually had some really deep conversations. Like, let's get that out there. We've had some great conversations. But then you just told me you lived in Alabama for a good portion of your life. And I had no idea you lived in Alabama because we're not, we didn't have this. And we did also recognize there were some intentional conversations that we have not had yet. And the point I'm trying to make here is, yo, like when we're hurting, who do we talk to? Do we know how to have conversations with each other when we're hurting? Or do we feel like, ah, yeah, man, I don't want to burden you. That's most of us, right? And if you do share with me your pain, do I know what to do with that pain? And that's a lot of the reason why we don't ask somebody why they're hurting or what they're going through or how they feel that their parents just got divorced or how do they feel about that breakup. 
right? Because we don't know what to do with your pain once you've shared that pain with me. And the truth of the matter is sometimes people just want you to listen. And in that listening, not only am I going to be an ear for you because now you can go ahead and lift that burden. That burden is going to lift after you let a lot of that go. But I also have gotten to know you in a real and intimate way. And men don't like the intimate word when it comes to our own interpersonal relationships with one another. But the truth of the matter is real deep relationship is intimacy. And that's why we feel like our emotions only belong to women because, well, it's intimate. We know that's the intimate piece. And with the intimate piece, it's even it's harder for us as men specifically to really give that. Truth of the matter is, let me let, let me also share this. Like, I don't believe that men have sexual soul ties all like that. I believe it's real to an extent. It's just like, yeah, yeah. Like, I guess if you have sex the first couple of times, you could, you know what I'm saying? You know, get connected to somebody and not let them go. But the truth of the matter is, we if we like a girl enough, we could have sex with her. If we think she's cute enough or not cute enough, whatever the case is, like, we'll give our dick to whoever we want to. That's the fact. And you know what? It's very possible that we won't feel not a thing after. Would you agree? Yeah, Absolutely. Yeah. It's, it's very possible. We don't feel a thing. We're not connected. And yeah, you guys can go ahead and shoot in the comments. Oh my God, it's the, the actual ties. You just can't feel it. Whatever. I think the truth is <laughs> that men have more soul ties emotionally. If we give you our emotions, if we give you what we're going through, if we give you that piece of us, that's when you got us. And there are people who are walking around in relationships they should have left a long time ago simply because they overshared. Simply because they, they gave, they, they reserved their emotional giving to a woman only, to their significant other only. And that is a stronger tie for men than sex. And I think people, I think women know that. I'm not saying y'all being malicious. Y'all not being malicious. <laughs> but I do think women have an understanding that, oh yeah, we can have sex, whatever. But if he starts opening up, girl... He in it for real. Like he he here, right? Like he here. And I think we have to get to a place as men specifically where you know, we're having conversations with each other and being able to share emotionally with one another so that that part of us isn't only reserved for that woman. Because the truth of the matter is, if that thing is only and you need an outlet. So if you ain't gonna give it to your, if you ain't gonna share it with your with your boy, you're gonna share with your friend, the person who's probably gonna be here a lot longer than possibly some temporary relationship, right? If you can't share that, you gotta share somewhere. So you're gonna share it to the woman. And when you have that soul tie, just like if you know they say when you have sex too soon, etc. If you have that soul tie emotionally, you're gonna be very unclear if that person's the actual one. They're just the one that you're most comfortable with. And you have to be careful about what you do with your emotions. You have to be able to have your friends, the people that you rock with, roll with, walk with, to have an understanding of what you're going through, what you're experiencing, so you guys can walk through pain in one, with one another. Walk through. I, I, me and my boys have walked through some of the, our hardest seasons. 
hardest seasons, job loss, miscarriages, like just all kinds of things that are just in our 20s that we're going through experiencing. And we needed each other. We got, we said, we, we were going through something. We said, we know what? Every Wednesday morning at 7 a.m., we're going to get up and pray. And Tuesday night, we sent our prayer requests. We sent a list of prayer requests for each of us. And every Wednesday morning, we are up and we are praying, heaven down on the bat on behalf of everybody else, of, of, of our brothers. Because, and you know what we've seen? Miscarriages turn into successful pregnancies. We've seen broken hearts healed. We see new job offers and incomes double. Like we've seen the miraculous happen because we, you know what? We said, yo, we got, you know what? We gon' if no one's going to have us, we're going to have us. If nobody's going to pray for us, we're going to pray for each other. And you got to get your people. You can't be out here alone. I, the reason why I'm passionate about other people not being alone and feeling alone is because I know what it feels like to be alone and I know the power and, and the effectiveness of not being alone. God didn't make us to do life by ourselves. Like yeah. his, first, his first ever issue, the only thing, the first thing God said wasn't good was the fact that Adam was alone. That was the only thing in, 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 in Genesis when God said, that, uh-uh, this ain't good. He done made the, 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 the heavens, and he made the, the earth, and he made the waters, and he made the land. He made everything, made the fruits and the trees and the people. He, he made Adam. But the, and he said, he, after that, he said, it's all good. It's good. It's good. It's good. You want to see it all in Genesis? It's good. It's good. It's good. But the one thing he said wasn't good was the fact that Adam was by himself. We can't do life by ourselves. And it is fiction. It is fiction to believe anybody is self-made. It is absolutely fiction to believe anybody is self-made. They're not self-made. Somebody opened the door for you. Somebody opened the door for you. Somebody paved the way for you. Somebody gave you some free games. Somebody told you you could make more money than you ever thought you could make. Somebody saw gifts in you that you didn't see in yourself and said, you need to do a lot more. They said, they said, Twan, you need to start filming. You, you took some pictures one day. Somebody was like, hold on a minute. Wait, this is good, right? You, you started filming. Oh, my God, like, you're amazing. And now, if you started doing that, all that filming stuff, and that you do now, and it's amazing. Shout out Spanky Productions, you know what I'm saying? They helped us and everything. You know, but if if you started doing all that and everybody just said nothing, you might start doubting yourself a little bit. Like, hold on, I'm showing you my video, and you're like, and so just nodded. People affirmed you and affirmed that gift, and it's so important to have people in your life that affirm your gift. And and I would really I'm curious who was that for you? Who was the person that that took you in that that really showed you the way and was that guidance for you? Maybe it was a mentor. Maybe it was somebody you met. You know, when you came to North Carolina. Yeah. Um, who who was that that guidance for you? That's a really great question. So it, it was it's different in every season. Uh, it well it has been different, right? Like. When I was 16, I had a mentor that changed my life. So he was a star. Like, Paul, you can take credit for a lot of who I am, to be honest. You know, of course, my mom was amazing. I have an amazing mother. Like, but we're talking specifically about mentors and that kind of, those kind of relationships right now. My mentor, Paul Miller, took a very lost, confused, broken kid and helped him understand who he was. 
Uh, and I can get emotional talking about Paul because I was the kid that I used to, you know, for y'all don't know me, but know me from that life. But I used to sing, like I used to lead worship. Yeah, you go. Yeah, yeah. I used to lead worship. I used to do all kinds of stuff when I was a kid. And I, I always on, I was always on a stage and always around people, um, but felt like no one knew me, mm-hmm. and felt like no one understood me, and no one like, and 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 I didn't have any male figures in my life. My my dad got deported when I was two years old, mm-hmm. got deported to Jamaica. He was in jail from the time I was two months, and got deported when I was two. And Paul took me under his wing. I asked, I actually asked him originally to be in his singing group. I asked him to be in a sing group and because uh, he, he would lead worship all around the city of Boston and everywhere. And I just thought he was so cool. And uh, I wanted to be, I wanted to sing tenor, you know what I'm saying, his group. And he was like, oh, yeah, like, I love your interests. You know what I'm saying? Like, let's hang out. Meet me at the Boys and Girls Club. So he worked at the Boys and Girls Club at the time. We good on time? Okay, word. He met me at the Boys and Girls Club. Um, and I met him there. And he just would talk to me about life, ask me questions about life. And I'm trying to figure out when my audition was for his group. But <laughs> he was just kind of like wanted to get to know me mm-hmm. and not my gift or not use my gift. And I don't think he really had much interest in it. They were all in Berkeley at school, you know, college of music. They were way better. I was kind of pitchy. I'm 15 years old. I didn't really know. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So but he really took me in his ring. And uh, I remember one thing, specifically something I, I share all the time. I um, I think I was maybe about 16 and a half, 17 around this time. And we're chilling. And a little bit about me, like I did, I had a real issue with authority. I, I, I just, male authority specifically? Yeah, man, like I don't respect you. Like I I don't. Like I like don't tell me what to do. A, a later mentor, I was a guy named Manny Arango. Uh, I remember one time he was 16. I was 16, When I was 16, we were at this church retreat that retreat thing we were doing missions and he told me to pick up a cooler and I was like why he was like pick that up I was like no and mind you he's my leader and I anyway but Paul one one day he said yo you have you have dad issues and I was like no I don't no one's ever said anything negative about my dad ever like I've only ever heard good things about my dad he just wasn't there because he couldn't be and he always communicated to me whenever I spoke to him that he loved me. But the ball was like, your dad issues. I was like, no. And he kept pushing it. And I'm just kind of like, bro, like, you think you're real deep right now. Like, you think you are in your bag. Like, you really think you you found something out about me. You're going to tell me. Like, and so I'm thinking it's hysterical. So he's asking me, like, he's like, no. He's like, no, no, you got, you got, you got dad issues. You're angry at your dad. I said, no, I'm definitely not angry at my dad. Because you're angry at your dad. You're angry. And he kept saying it, kept saying it. And before you know it, I was in full tears. Full, I bawling like I was two. <laughs> like, I was bawling like I was five years old. And, bro, like, he saw something to me, a brokenness, a blind spot, something that I didn't see, I didn't understand, something that was buried so deep. Um, and he was able to help me unpack. He bring that to the surface, help me unpack it, help me understand it, and heal what I've believed about my dad. Heal the brokenness, the, the, the feelings of 
of rejection, even though he may have not rejected me, or feelings of of abandonment, even though he didn't abandon me on purpose, right? Like all these feelings I had, and and then I had them because I didn't respect authority because of that relationship. It helped me heal that and get better at that and understand that. And last year, I saw my dad uh, for the first time um, since fifth grade. I was, I was like 16, 16, 17 years since I'd seen him in person. And uh, when I saw him, it was just an embrace. I only loved him because Paul helped me heal. I only was able to forgive him Woo! because Paul helped me heal. And I believe I'm going to reap that in my relationship with my son. I'm not going to be perfect. I'm going to mess up. I'm going to disappoint my son. But I believe because I sold forgiveness, I'll reap forgiveness. Um, and I'm a better father because I love my dad. Um, and I'm a better father because Paul helped me forgive my dad. That's that's real. That's yeah, that's real. I love that, man. <clears throat> I definitely agree with you, so man. I, I definitely see that for you. You, you really, you're special, man. <laughs> yeah, that's what you know. I you're got really good. Now that's real, bro. Uh, you know, um, I love how you definitely was just honest, man. You didn't, you know, you took that um that shield down, that cage down, and you was just completely honest. I got a quick question. So, what can people expect when they come on the speakeasy? You know, um, it's a great question. That's a great question, Twan. Spanky flip. <laughs> it's a great question. You can expect this, um, but not just my story, but everybody's story. Um, listen, if you have a story and you and you and you're a member of the Speakeasy, right? Like, I want to know your story. Maybe you could come sit on the, sit 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 with us at the Speakeasy. Let's talk. Um, but I, you're going to hear stories like this and, you know, other people who have had mentors and peers and, and, you know, moms and dads have changed your life. Um, I mean, you're going to hear a lot of this, the power, the power of community. Um, but it's so, cause it's so necessary. Um, yeah, that's, that's what they can expect. And listen, I, I want to say thank you guys for, for listening, for sitting with us at the Speakeasy, for for subscribing, um, for following, for keeping up with us, um, I want to spread this good news, this the love, the power of community around the world. We need each other. I I, I don't care what's happening in the news. I don't care what's happening all around the world. We need each other. We need each other. And if you're doing life alone, I, 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 we want to we want to say it's over. We want it to be over for you today. It is not good. I'm gonna sound like sound like God. It is not good for you to be alone, right? Um, and so, yeah. Thank you for tuning in. Really appreciate you guys.